Welcome to the Magic Mindset Podcast, the podcast for anyone aiming to live in and embody your highest self and explore your full potential. Let's uncover the bullshit so we can discover the absolute magic of being you. Hello, and welcome back to the Magic Mindset Podcast. Today, we are going to talk about habits, but we're not going to talk about how to make them. Rather, we're going to talk about how to break them. If you have been here for any period of time, you know my love of shedding. Shedding what is not good for you, what is not in alignment with your highest potential, and what is holding you back from your greatness. If you have not been here for a while, welcome. And you should know that I'm a huge fan of shedding. (laughs) I am a huge fan of releasing, of letting go, because I believe that that is how you allow. You allow what is meant for you to come into your life. And I was not even planning on touching manifestation in this podcast, but because we're here and because I am who I am, let's go there. I think one of the most powerful ways to manifest isn't always to call in what you're asking for, It is to let go what is standing in your way, right? Because how many times in your life have you thought that you knew what you wanted and then you ended up not getting that thing and that ended up being the best thing for you? How many times have you thought that you had the perfect picture of what your life would look like and now as you look around your life right now, it is completely different than what you thought it would be but you wouldn't change any of that. To me, That's manifestation at its highest level, right? That is when the universe steps in and says, no, 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 I got you. I got you and you deserve better. I'm going to give you better. And I believe how we allow for those things to happen is by allowing for those things to happen by saying, you know, look, I don't necessarily know what's my highest good. I don't know my soul's purpose. I don't know my soul's calling. I don't know where I'm supposed to end up. But I do know that these things that I'm doing right now on a regular basis, they're not adding to my life. They are not making me better. They are not helping me live in my potential. And so I am going to shed these things in order to allow in better, to allow more. So that is what we are going to talk about today, how to stop your bad habits. Before we get into this, I want to do a quick disclaimer, and that is that shame has no place here. Shame is not allowed. Guilt is not allowed. That is not going to help. Shame is never going to be a driver of change. If that worked, we'd have all looked in the mirror, talked shit to ourselves, and that would have been enough to just drive us to do better. But it doesn't happen like that, does it? No. We look in the mirror. We beat ourselves up. We say, okay, this is it. This is the last day. I'm never eating like that again. I'm going to start working out. I'm going to not be so lazy. I'm going to stop scrolling at night. I'm going to yada, 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 all the things. And then that day progresses and we end up doing every single thing that we listed that we were no longer going to do. Why is that? It's because shame only drives more shame. It just keeps us stuck in that thought loop and in those triggers. So it is just crucially important to know that while it is normal when you are looking at bad habits to feel a little guilt about it, to feel embarrassed, to feel those things, those are normal human emotions, but it's your job and your responsibility to yourself to not allow yourself to run down those roads. Because I am willing to bet if you are anything like me, You've been on those roads. You've done that before. You've allowed yourself to just continue on in those negative thought loops and those negative cycles and just told yourself what a loser you were, that you were never going to get it together, and then sworn to do differently. But you know that doesn't work. You know it just kept bringing you back to the same starting point. And so 
All that to say, feeling shame is normal. Indulging in shame is harmful. And only you are the person who can stop that. And so if I say something in this episode that triggers you or you feel called out or you feel guilty, you feel like, oh shit, she's talking about me. No, I'm not. (laughs) I'm talking to myself here. You know, I say that all the time. I'm always talking to myself. Anything I say here is to help you to come into alignment so we can all grow and continue together. So with all that being said, let's get into it. How do we break our bad, negative, deplorable, disgusting, not so cute habits? The first step to breaking bad habits is creating awareness. And now I am sure that you already have some things on your mind. As you're listening to this, you already have a pretty clear idea of what you are currently doing that is not serving you and what you would like to shed. And that's fine. Let's keep it at the forefront. But what I'm asking for you is to, instead of diving in, trying to release that habit, to take a different approach. And that approach is creating more awareness than you may think is necessary. I would love for you to take, whenever you're listening to this, take a full week and just pay attention. Do not go into this week with the intention of stopping that habit. Don't do that. That's that's not going to be helpful. That is trying to put the cart before the course. I messed that up. <laughs> trying to put the cart before the horse. I think that's the saying. You know what I'm trying to say anyway. So don't do that. And that's the missing loop. I've been doing this for a long time. And that's where I see a lot of women get tripped up is they say, okay, yeah, no, my bad habit is late night scrolling. And so I'm just going to stop late night scrolling. <laughs> Friend, sister, if it were only that easy. No, instead of saying, this is what I'm going to stop doing, pay attention to what you are doing before the scrolling. Pay attention to your thoughts before the scrolling. Pay attention to your energy levels. Pay attention to your current mood and feeling. So when you pick up your phone to scroll, you have an underlying awareness of where you currently are in that space and time. Because habits are habitual right? They happen without us thinking. That is what makes them habits. They happen. We have a trigger, which is what the awareness is going to get you to find. Spoiler alert. We have a trigger and then we go into that habit. You creating awareness will allow you to find all of your triggers and quite often triggers are emotional. So sticking with the theme of late night scrolling, because since I have become invested in TikTok, I find myself scrolling more than I would like to scroll. And so that is a habit that I am trying to once again shed and eliminate from my life because, yeah, it's not helping me. So what I know, what I have been finding, because again, I'm always talking to myself here, what I've been finding as I have been working this process on myself for the past week is when I pick up my phone, especially in the evening, it's out of boredom, but it's also looking for dopamine. I'm at the end of my day. I'm depleted. I've given what I had to give. I'm, you know, I love my kids. I love my husband dearly, but I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, yeah, nobody please talk to me anymore, but I still want to be stimulated. And don't you know the the phone is an excellent tool for stimulation. And so I am finding that I am looking for quick dopamine, quick entertainment, and I'm looking to escape my current reality because I am a little bit bored in it. And so what can I do with that information? Well, I can do something that serves me better, which in my case is almost always going to be reading or maybe some sort of creation around, you know, 
book number two, a podcast I would like to make, a post I would like to make, just kind of like a brain dump. Because in there, I get to continue to kind of remove myself from reality, but I'm also being slightly productive and I'm getting some emotions out of my body that I am searching for in a little tiny screen. Okay. So I hope that makes sense, but let's do that again with eating because that is another one that historically I see and I myself struggle with a lot and that is emotional or habitual eating. And again, this usually happens late at night. So why is that? Creating awareness around this is very important so we can find those triggers. This, especially when we are talking about food, is why paying attention throughout your entire day is so crucially important because I cannot tell you how many times I have experienced this personally and also had reported back to me in client relationships of women finding out this one thing and that is when they have binging or overeating episodes at night, when they look back throughout their day, they realized that they barely had eaten. And so all this habitual eating late at night is really being driven by biology, right? They're hungry. You are hungry. And so paying attention throughout the day is crucially important because of course you're going to be starving after dinner if your breakfast was a bird's breakfast and if your lunch was a little tiny sad salad. That is going to lead to overeating. So paying attention to that is very important because this is a whole other episode topic, but you know, bulking up your meals for breakfast and lunch, there's a lot of benefit that come from that, a lot of benefit. One of them being it is a lot easier to stop the late night eating, the late night snacking, and yeah, the late night binging. But of course, there's more to it. Just like picking up your phone looking for dopamine, guess what food is? It is a real quick, easy, fast way to experience some pleasure, to experience pleasure that doesn't require you interacting with other people, the people around you, right? And that's incredibly fucking scary and, and, and really toxic for a lot of reasons. And again, this applies to your phone and it also applies to alcohol and as we normalize it more and more, marijuana, which let me be clear, no judgment around any single one of those things, but we have to be aware of when we are searching for things outside of ourselves and outside of our home, right? Like I don't want to be searching for pleasure extensively beyond my family. I I want them to be my main source of joy. I want them to be what brings me so much happiness. Not that I want to create an identity that is based around those people. Absolutely not. One of the first things I do when I am in a coaching relationship with a woman, but especially I'm thinking about doing a group coach again. So if if you're interested in maybe doing like a group, like six week deep dive with like-minded women, let me know because I'm really feeling the pull to do that. But anyway, what I do in those groups, especially is I say, ask them who you are. And then I always get the answer. Well, I'm a mom. I'm a mom and I'm a teacher and I'm a, and it's like, no, 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 no. Those are roles, sister, friend. Those are roles. Those are not who you are. When I say, who are you? I mean, who are you? And so all that to say, don't get it twisted and think I am saying like, find your identity in your people. No, I'm not that Rachel Hollis type bullshit. We don't, we do not do that here. You are an independent person. Your joy and happiness should be independent from every single person around you. What I am saying is 
I don't, that's when relationships can become toxic and that's when we can feel like a martyr in relationships, right? If we're just not allowing ourselves to feel joy from caring for, spending time with, sharing our energy with, sharing our services with the people we love, that's when we end up feeling like, oh my God, I'm just giving and giving and these people aren't giving me anything back. Like that's toxic, but I digress. It also applies to searching for dopamine always constantly outside of yourself. That is really problematic for a lot of reasons. It's like needing to be validated by outside sources. Again, whole other podcast topic, but that can lead us down roads that are not fun and it's just going to make you continue on that cycle of validation and validation. Where am I going with this? I promise you I have a point. So back to eating and drinking and any any other drug. When we are turning to these things habitually, not consciously because that's a different conversation, when we are turning to them habitually, we are doing so looking for something. And so when you are paying attention, you're able to find that trigger that you are looking for. Is it energy? Are you just calorically deprived? Or is it satiety? Have you eaten enough calories during the day but you haven't really liked any of them? Because you're trying to be good or you're trying to diet or whatever that bullshit may be. Or have you eaten foods that you like during the day, but you've been talking shit to yourself the whole time you've done it. You're eating them thinking, I shouldn't be having this. I shouldn't be having this. I didn't work out today. I shouldn't be having this. I need to lose five pounds. I shouldn't be having it. There's too much carbs. Because when you were doing that, you're shitting on yourself. And you're not allowing yourself to experience joy from that food. And so, of course, your brain is still looking for pleasure because you have not given yourself that pleasure. And so bringing it back to that awareness is your responsibility to sit and be present with your meals because there's a thousand benefits in that alone, but also because it'll help you later on at night actually regulate what you do and do not want to have. And then you can consciously decide from there. And, you know, just as the side note, this is very applicable to alcohol and drugs. Very, very applicable. I've talked about this a lot on TikTok lately. Like it's not – I'm going to plug another podcast. The Huberman Lab just came out with an episode all around alcohol and it completely debunks all the fucking bullshit that people try to throw at me about the positive benefits of drinking wine. It is just – it's not adding health to anybody's life whatsoever. And so, again, I want to be very clear. I am not sober. I never intend to be sober. I love a good glass of wine and I love a well done margarita. I will keep them for the rest of my life. But I also know what alcohol does to me. And so I choose to indulge very, very mindfully and basically very picky, if I'm being honest, right? Because I, I know what is happening. And so, Knowledge is power. When you have knowledge around what these things are actually doing to your body, it makes it a lot easier to create a form informed decisions, you know? And so instead of telling yourself the bullshit lie that like you're getting resveratrol from the wine, you're not. So go into these situations knowing what is actually happening to your body so you can make decisions from a place of awareness. Again, awareness. And so, you know, back to habits around alcohol and and the like, those to me are just as tricky as dealing with habits around overeating and binging because we kind of normalize those things, especially more so with alcohol. Like it's just like a normal thing, like have a glass of wine. You need to ask yourself, is this making me better? 
Is this helping me in any way? Is this adding to my life? And again, let me be clear. In some situations, sure, yeah, absolutely. You're, you're at a nice dinner. You want to have a glass of wine. I will not say that that is not part of the experience. It is 100%. When you are sitting on your couch watching the Real Housewives or whatever while you scroll on your phone and your family does the same, is that adding? Mm, it's not. <laughs> You know, and so getting clear on those so you can do so consciously, because then going back to what we first talked about, that's how you break the shame cycles, because we feel shame when we do things without choosing them and bad habits happen without us choosing them. And that brings me to my next point. Instead of trying to completely shed all bad habits, think about them differently. Intend to choose them. Yes, I am saying choose your bad habits. Choose them consciously. Because here's the thing. Barring extreme circumstances, these things are going to happen, right? I am going to scroll on the weekends especially. I am going to still overeat. I'm not going to binge anymore. Again, we can have a different episode about that. That is never going to happen again. Thank God I am at that place. I pray you are in that place as well. And if you're not, reach out to me because I will help you get there. But overeating, well, that's very normal. That is very human. Am I going to have snacks that maybe I don't need at night? Yeah, guess what? So are you. And so trying to say like, oh, I'm never again going to scroll in my bed. I'm never again going to have a bowl of cheese that's too many. That's not realistic. It is going to happen. And when we set that standard for ourselves and continue to break that standard, what happens? Shame. We feel like we fucked up. We don't do that anymore. We do not do that here. So instead of trying to stop your bad habits altogether, aim to choose them when they make sense. Aim to choose them when they are not going to fuck you up. And so if it is a Friday night and I do not need to wake up you know, at 5 a.m. on Saturday and my husband is watching something I have no interest in, am I going to choose to scroll? Yeah. You bet your pretty little ass I am. I'm going to scroll and scroll and scroll till my eyes roll back inside my head. Same thing. If it is, uh, you know, whatever, random night and me and my family are going to Garcia's because I want shrimp tacos and so I drag them with me and then on that drive home, I'm passing Rita's, my favorite place to get custard, and I'm really full, but guess what? It's right there. I am going to choose to have that. In another sense, If I had said, okay, I'm never going to overeat again, I'm going to shed that bad habit, that would be a failure. But it's not. When I am saying I am going to choose to have things, choose to overindulge, choose to overeat when they make sense in my life because I want them. And that's the hat trick of all this. When you go in to this process differently, you go in saying, okay, I'm not going to make any changes right now. I'm going to take a week, maybe two weeks, however long you need but at least a week. Don't trick yourself and think you're going to have this all solved after a couple days. You're not. There's going to be a lot there, probably more than you expected. Again, speaking from personal and professional experience with that one. So take a week and then go in with the intention that you're not going to shed these habits fully. Instead, you are going to choose them when they make sense for you in your life. You are going to consciously choose them. And so next time you become aware that you need some dopamine, instead of neglecting everybody around you, you can turn to 
a spouse, a friend, a boyfriend, a partner, a lover, a child, your child, like anything, and just get a hug. That's really going to make you feel better. That is really going to make you feel connected to something. It's really going to make you feel seen. It's really going to turn on a bunch of wonderful, amazing, you know, chemicals and hormones in your body that will allow you to truly feel better versus sitting down, looking into a screen, in forgetting about life around you. That's that's not it. That's not the play. Same thing with food. You are going to say, yeah, actually, I really would love this brownie. I would really love this slice of pizza. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to fully enjoy it instead of, oh, I'm just going to grab this brownie, but only a sliver because that's all I that's all I deserve. That's all I can have, just a sliver. And the next thing you know, you have slivered that brownie down to absolutely nothing. It's the crumbs and you feel filled with shame and you're telling yourself you're never going to do that again. Choose it. Choose it because then you're allowed to consciously have it and you will allow yourself to enjoy it. Same thing with drinking. You know, like, is this adding to me right now? Is this helpful to me right now? How is this going to affect my sleep? Do I need to be well rested? How do I want to feel tomorrow morning? Do not trick yourself. Again, please listen to that Huberman Lab podcast. Do not trick yourself to think that one glass does not do anything to you. If you feel one glass does not do anything to you, mm hmm. <laughs> That's a tolerance thing. It's it's not a fact, right? And so, you know, be clear. How is this playing a role into my life? Am I going to choose it or am I going to pass on it? And then you can move forward with clarity. And from there, that will allow you to start developing better habits that fill the place of those negative habits. And that happens with so much more ease. The takeaway from today is this. In most situations, those bad habits you're doing aren't that bad when practiced with intention, when consciously chosen, and of course, when happening in moderation, knowing, I kind of fucking hate the word moderation, so knowing that moderation for every single person, for me, for you, for her, for him, it's all going to look different, right? And it's going to be different for you depending on what season of your life you're in. My moderation right now with screen time, is a bit higher because it's summer, relaxed, YOLO, whatever. That's going to change drastically here in a couple weeks. And so moderation is contingent upon a lot of different things in your life. But also know, the other takeaway is you're not flawed. There's nothing wrong with you. Your brain wants what it knows, right? You are repeating pathways that are neurologically wired in your brain. And so rewiring those pathways is going to take time. And so that's why I say don't try to break your habit at first. Create awareness around it because what you're doing when you are creating that awareness is really creating new pathways and you're doing so with a lot more ease than if you were just trying to white knuckle your way through resisting those behaviors. Simply paying attention does a lot for you neurologically as well. Believe me, there's a method to my madness here. And of course, if you need help with this, I can help. That's what I do. <laughs> Reach out. Hit me up. So as always, you know where to find me. Please let me know what you want to talk about in the upcoming weeks. I am interested in what topics you would like to hear about. I do have a couple planned, but they can always fall to the wise side if you're like, okay, I really want to talk about this some more or you want to talk about something new. So please let me know. And if you haven't, take a minute and rate and review this podcast. It means the world to me. I love it when you share it. Please tag me in it whenever you share it. And just leave you know, a really quick review if you're on iTunes, a couple words. It, it does a ton to help get this podcast seen. And if you're listening on Spotify, I, you do, I do believe that you cannot leave you know, worded reviews. 
But lucky for you, it's even easier to leave a five-star review. All you got to do is click a button. So please, if you've ever gotten any value from this, take a little bit and do that. And again, I'm easy to find. Please reach out. Love to hear from you. Love to talk. And I will see you back next week.